Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We've got Ricky Garcia coming on, as you see right there. <laughs> he's doing some great things within the music world. And he's, about to, he's doing a solo career now. He's been part of a boy band. We'll talk a little bit about that. But we're definitely excited to have him on this show. We are. So Ricky, welcome to the show. Yes, Thank welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you guys, Chris and Sandy. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. It's such a blessing. Seriously. It's definitely our pleasure to Thank have you, you on. Yes. Um, as you know, we're in a tough time right now um with COVID and all that it looks like we may be seeing some light at the end of the tunnel so that's a good thing yes we hope so <laughs> um, but it's been rough for the entertainment industry so um I always like to start out the show right now is how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to kind of maneuver through that yeah uh COVID has affected I think everyone not just the entertainment I say mm -hmm. like it's affected everyone and I think everyone's had to stay home quite a bit more actually and I I think I've been using it as a good chance to focus more on my craft I think I've been able to work harder on my music and just uh, get in a better headspace actually because I think mm -hmm. when you when you're able to reset your life for a second I think you're able to recollect yourself in, in, also in a sense so I've uh, been able to get closer with God, of course, too, which is like a beautiful, beautiful. And um, yeah, I'm just, I, I think in a way it's actually been positive for, for myself. You know, that's like with us, you know, we launched this show January 3rd of 2020. And, you know, our original plan was 100 interviews. We thought, we know, if we could build that foundation, it would be like, you know, a really great foundation for the first year. Yeah, to build. Down. And then the COVID happens. And I'm sitting there like, okay, um, there's <laughs> got to be a silver lining here. And as you yeah. watch a lot of the artists, all of a sudden these shows get canceled and this get canceled. I was like, okay, they're going to need a place to talk. And that's why I told Sandy, this is our silver lining. This is our time to shine. You know, we're a new show and we'll probably be able to get bigger people on than we normally would have because mm -hmm. of the situation. And yeah. Because of that, we did over 300 shows last year. Woo, that's amazing. Dang, man, that's, that's seriously, that's a blessing right there. So I think, I think you guys are killing it. That's amazing. Seriously. Yeah. And I, oh, you know, we never want to make a lightly of COVID, no. but we also have to look at, you know, three, four, five years down the road, we'll probably look back. And if we are the size of a Bobby Bone show, a Kelly Clarkson show or something like that, we'll kind of owe COVID that because it catapulted our show to a whole new level because of COVID. And I just think, you know, as you know, you know, God brings challenges to people's lives and we have to step up and be that person that God wants us to be through it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that for sure. I think um, life is pretty hectic. And when we're trying to just focus on our own, doing our own will, as you might say, it, it sometimes you, you want it to align with God or it, it can all it, it can all kind of get messy sometimes. But <laughs> focus on that silver lining, like you were saying, it's a positive thing, which is awesome. And, you know, I've always been taught through life that your struggles is where you're, you'll find your gifts. Mm -hmm. I, I found myself the closest to God when I felt like I was the weakest. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, that, that really speaks to me, what you just said, for sure. And I, and I love that you're open, you know, you know, 
when we bring people on our show, you never know where you can take the show with God and all that, you know? So I love that you're so open with that. Cause again, a, a lot of artists, even ones that, even believers, sometimes they get a little nervous talking about God too much. And I can tell just by what you're saying, you know what, you're one of the people that, you know what, I believe this way and I can't help it because he gets the glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think he doesn't get enough glory. I think we can all. <laughs> Uh, give him, give him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had people reach out to us since we started the show talking about um, uh, they can't believe what they, they've seen us before the show and have seen us for years and seeing what the show has done. And they're like, I, it's, it can only be God. And I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> Divine intervention. Sometimes things happen and you, you look back at it and you're like, wow, that couldn't have happened without God being in my life. I, I, I genuinely believe that. Oh, we do too. We so do. you're about to release a new song, All I Want to Do. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. All I want to do, all I want to do is it, it came about through a very interesting period in my life where, you know, I was still exploring my sound. Uh, it came genuinely from from a place of love, though. It came from an open, honest place when I was writing it. You know, I was thinking about this person uh, who I love very, very dearly. Wow. And it literally just flowed out of me. I, I kid you not, I, I couldn't stop writing. Sometimes when I'm writing, it, it was in that moment where I was like, wow, this is like, I'm actually better at writing now. Because I would always think before, I would always rely on other people and bounce off other people's ideas. But that was when I, I was able to be confident in myself, like on another level, which was so awesome. All I want to do is a groovy song. It's like a mature, intimate, romantic song, which I think a lot of people are going to connect with for sure. Awesome. Now, going from a boy band to solo, what's that transition been like? Yes. <laughs> it's been very interesting. Oh, my gosh. It- you know, I'm taking it one day at a time still. I'm still like, honestly, I would say it's been, um, it's been amazing for the most part. It's, there's been moments where I was a little scared for sure, yeah. but yes. I had to just let go of that fear. I had to shake it off and, you know, give it to God, of course. And yeah. hmm. I, I mean, I was really scared. I didn't know if I would be able to do it by myself. But again, when I, when I think back to when I was writing this song, and you know i was still wanting to explore that i'm like wow this is this song is really something special and i cannot let this go to waste like this song deserves heard to all people love that now you know you must do some things outside of music so tell us some of the hobbies you do outside and you probably found some more since all this quarantine stuff (laughs) i i've definitely learned i picked up cooking for sure I love to, I think most people know I love to surf. Surfing is like one of my biggest hobbies. I try to go surfing at least a couple of times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't really have a life outside of music. I feel like that's, that that was a hobby. (laughs) That is your life. (laughs) Acting, I'm always auditioning. It's a lot of self-tapes nowadays, funny enough. But I mean, outside of that, surfing and uh, cooking for sure. Yeah. What is something unusual about you that people don't know? Something unusual? I like to... There, I, I feel like some people know this. I can touch my nose, my tongue. 
Like that's, <laughs> that's, some people are like, how do you do that? And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I learned to do that, but I just did as a kid. And then I also, let's see, I also like to do voices of people that I used to watch on TV. So do like, us one. Do, oh, do yes. one. Give us an example. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to do Nacho Libre, one of my favorites as a kid. Okay, so he goes. Chancho, sometimes when you're a man, you must wear stretchy pants in your room. It's for fun. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, I swear. You know, when we ask that question, what something unusual or quirky, because what we do is um, with women, we ask what's quirky, because kind of means same thing, but they like that better. And so... Yeah. When different we, phrase you, you never know what what people are going to say i mean we've had some it's been one of the coolest um oh, questions we've, we've ever asked answers and one question. i remember one of the girls said she can yodel yodel so yes. so so of course we were like well you got to prove it now and she's like <laughs> you put me on the spot but, but she, she did it, it. Yeah. yeah right now uh i love it <laughs> you know because again we're a raw show and you know what what people say we play off of what they say you know because i don't want to just be an interview show where i ask a question you answer i ask a question you answer i want it to be a real raw conversation between mm -hmm. a couple people yeah yeah that's how it should be too it just it's like some people naturally talking of course you have uh questions lined up of course but you know it's nice to have a conversation where it feels natural yeah yeah um now we'll get into some of the glory side in a minute, but let's talk about the other side. Let's talk about, you know, a lot of people, they see the, the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie and all the other top artists, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, um, not just to get their level, but even a, just a career level within the music genre and acting genre. Um, so I always want to talk about that side of it because you know, as you know, nobody really talks about this side of it. It's always glory, 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 never struggle, sacrifice, all yep. that. So I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us where I want this kind of segment to go. Um, but back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And back then, they were full-time with music. And I'll never forget, I asked Allison what advice she'd given up-and-coming artists. And she said that this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything kind of changes. You no longer really own your life. Everybody around you owns a little piece of your life from that point forward. Then your friends and relatives invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to getaway. But when you're in that grind mode, you've got to say no to everything pretty much for the most part, especially at the beginning of your career. Mm -hmm. um, the bigger you get, the more flexible you do have. But even then, you don't have a full flexibility. But then on top of that, your, your family has to sacrifice. They have to kind of give you up to the world and say, okay, I'll share you. And sometimes the world probably gets you more than your own family, which is another big sacrifice. But then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. <clears throat> I, I think it's, it's really true. If you can't picture yourself doing anything else, then you need to go all in. You need to be full, fully fledged in your, your craft, your art or whichever, whatever you're doing in your, in your life. And you are so passionate about you, you'll feel it. You'll feel it. And I think with music, 
I haven't felt any, I haven't felt any other connection to anything. I mean, of course, acting, but that's, I'd say they're, they're similar, but they're also different yeah. with music how to express who I am and my struggles with acting. I'm hiding. I wouldn't necessarily say hiding, but I'm, I'm putting myself behind a different character. I'm putting myself into that character, but it's also a different part of me. So it's not truly authentic, raw me. So with music, I think you can be authentic. I can be authentic. And I've never felt like I had to hold back. And that's, what's amazing. I mean, I had, you know, a moment in my life where I genuinely was questioning whether I wanted to continue. I knew I wanted to, but I just, I was at a point in my life where I, I was low and I, I felt, you know, very defeated. I felt like I'd fallen down and I didn't know how I was going to do it. But, you know, I'm here now, which is all, again, given to God. And I would not be here without God's grace and God's beauty and his mercy and his love and, and everything in between. So I, I genuinely, I, I agree with what she, what she was saying. It's if you can't picture yourself or if you can picture yourself doing something else or, you know, you you don't feel fully passionate about that, then it's mm -hmm. okay to report that. I know a lot of people that have done that. And even my, even in my own experience, I've thought about, mm, maybe I should like just get some real world experience, like, like <laughs> not be, maybe like a barista or something, but <laughs> thoughts. But again, I had to truly understand and know what God's purpose and his calling for me was. And to do that was to, to do my music, but also give him the glory. Like this is, yeah. this music is only here because of him. So exactly. you know, I, I think uh, what she said holds a lot of uh, weight for sure. And I think that I can, you know, definitely relate to what you're saying. Cause even with our show, you know, we launched January 3rd. I had no idea that I would enjoy this. I, I knew that it was the next, we, we had a site called new country buzz where we did a lot of country music stuff. And our, and this originally started as a country music it interview did. platform. That's our and, roots. And that's the roots. Mm -hmm. Cause that was our connections. And I remember we launched that first day, January 3rd. And I remember after the first episode, I told Sandy, this is it. <laughs> this, I, I just fell totally in love with, and it's not that I haven't interviewed people because in back in 2014, you know, we even got to interview Kelsey Ballerini back then before she what? became big, you know, so it's not like we ain't never interviewed, but this is kind of different because it was a, it was our own format yeah, and, and the Chris and Sandy format. show. And I'm, and I'm just sitting there like, I found it. And because I've always been a type person that wanted to speak. I want to be a motivational speaker one day. If, and wow. Wow. Some people can say, you know what, they can tell. And we're still going to do that, you know, but the show is going to lead to bigger things. And eventually the great thing is because we went through so much, I went through 19 years of addictions. Um, first five years of our marriage, um, she was, it was really hell on her because of those addictions. But God healed those addictions um, 13 years ago. And, and sometimes people will tell us, because, you know, she never nagged me, never put me down. She showed me the grace that Christ would show me. And so many times people would tell me, oh, she allowed you to walk over her. And they don't understand. And I know you understand this, but she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Thank God she was that pure to be able to allow that, because I really believe I wouldn't be here today. That is so beautiful. Well, I mean, you said you could be a motivational speaker or you want to be. So I, I hear it, man. I hear it. <laughs> uh, 
you hear I I hear these like stories of redemption and I hear you know God bringing us back from these dark places and I I genuinely believe like everyone God loves every person and you know we go through trials and tribulations right so mm-hmm. it's like you know even when you're at those low moments God still like he he wants you to feel his love and his presence and sometimes that's when you feel it most because you know he he heals the broken you know and you know talking about motivational speaking actually what's funny about that is um after you at three o'clock we have uh motivational artist slash speaker um, oh yes we do um billy osbrooks coming on oh wow i who who's billy osbrooks he he's he's kind of one of the up and coming people. He he uses hip hop slash motivation in mm. all his stuff. So he throws it all in together. He's he's found a little niche for him. It's really all he's really awesome. And then later this month we actually have um, former pro basketball player Walter um, um, Bond, who mm-hmm. is also now a motivational speaker, coming on. Oh, okay, okay, that's cool. That's awesome. So, so it's, we're kind of guiding that way because our show is more of an entertainment show now, not just a music show, but because right. we bring on artists, actors, authors, and athletes. So that's okay. kind of the format now. <laughs> that's cool. That's amazing. I, I mean, I like how you've expanded, evolved, and kind of just grown from, from where you originally started. That's awesome. And you're kind of doing a lot of that since X Factor, huh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. X Factor is I feel like what brought me into it or, or kind of what gave me the, just the confidence gave me the reality. It kind of set in that this, this is actually the right area of where I should go in my life. I mean, yeah. got people, Al, um, Demi Lovato, Kelly Rowland, Paulina Rubio, just like big people who I really respected and saw as successful. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I see something new. And they, that gave me confidence that really kind of pushed me, you know, when you see your peers like successful like that and they're, they're lifting you up like that. It's whoo, that's, that's pretty, that held a lot of weight in my heart for sure too. Was it nervous being in front of like Simon knowing how he is? <laughs> I watch American Idol. So I knew how tough it was. I knew how, man, he would crack down. <laughs> let you know if he liked you or not or you were good i mean practice makes perfect right so i i was definitely nervous i look back i'm like ooh, you know i i know i'm like i i've worked really hard and i i've been able to train myself and i've gotten better with just like the experience i've dealt with now but back then it's just crazy how he saw something when you know i we're our own toughest critics though so i look back and just like i could have done better but that's with everything. That's with everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I love that. Now, you started though out with Disney. Ain't that how it where all began? Or? It actually, it started with X Factor. Okay. And then, then oh, X- yeah. exactly a year, a year and a half until yeah. I actually that that big gig on um, oh, wow. Best Friend. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So how was that? Because you know, tell us some of the glory sides. Let's, let's talk about the Disney now. I had, I had auditioned a lot for Disney at that point. And, um, you know, at that point I was already in LA living when I auditioned for X Factor. Um, and then on the side, I was still 
acting and, and trying to audition and, you know, book some gigs. Of course, I was still pretty fresh newbie in the game, but I, um, you know, it was crazy. I going into the room and, and seeing all the executives and they got the screen up, you know, your screen testing. This is everybody, the high ups, high, high ups at Disney. And it's very nerve wracking. So I had tested quite a couple times, quite a bit before even that last moment, I was really scared. I had the director give me a little talk and he's like, you know, you got it. He was, he was just letting me know you had the confidence to book this and back in. And I just, I got into a flow state, you know, you, I wasn't thinking about what everyone else is doing. I was just in that moment. And that's what you got to do. Sometimes you have to cancel out the outside world and, you know, live in that moment. And I was the character and that's what they saw. And they booked me. Now, what did you learn from X factor that maybe helped you a little bit more in that? Sorry, sorry. Can you um, restate the question I, um, from X Factor? Yeah, because um, I was saying, um, what did you learn from X Factor that helped you with the acting side? I think stage prep. With X Factor, I was in front of, I was in front of a couple thousand people. I mean, it was uh, a big. I mean, I think with that, with that given, those are more bigger names. I would say I didn't really know the names behind Disney Channel rather than just the face yeah. of the dad. All the, all the shows, basically. I think it gave me stage presence and the confidence. Um, you know, then again, I still get nervous. I, I can say without a doubt, I, with everything I do, I, I get, get these butterflies, you know, I get this feeling mm-hmm. in my, um, just like this adrenaline, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Being on X Factor helped with, you know, just, overcoming those nerves yeah. because you know on stage or when I'm doing it or when I'm acting I'm not thinking about the nerves I'm just I let it wash away maybe I get nervous before but when I'm doing it I'm a lot I'm like I'm fully focused I'm fully in that world you know I remember I had a friend of mine that used to be a motivational speaker and he spoke in front of 20 plus thousand people and he was always asked um do you get nervous and I'll never forget something he said he says, yes, I still get butterflies. And the day that ends will, the day, will be the day I quit. Because when I lose the passion to get up on that stage, because I've got those people's hearts in my hands. He says, what I say they're listening to, I'm going to move them in a certain way. If I don't have that passion there to move them, I don't deserve to be on that stage. Wow. Wow. I mean... I think I'm never going to have, but I'm never not going to have butterflies. Exactly. There's like, even, even the most intimate shows with, you know, with a couple people and it's, it's just, it feels very raw. Like there's not that many people and like all those, I it's, it's easier to connect with the crowd. I, I, I should say, Mm -hmm. even then those are the times when I feel the most nervous because or, you know, when my family's coming, oh my gosh, my <laughs> when I feel the most nervous and all the people um, are, that these people, you know, have seen me grow up and, and seen me dive into this world before I was where I'm at right now. And sometimes that'll even make me the most nervous. I mean, I think a little scary, but, but good at the same time. I'm always 
amped up. I feel like anxious almost. I mean, I had a problem when I, I used to get so anxious that I used to throw up. It was, and oh, wow. that me, but then I was able to pray about it and I was able to like finally get right. And I think God just allowed me wow. to get, get cl- comfortable with that anxiety. Cause you know, he, he doesn't give you that fear. The fear is not what comes from God. It's from like the failure of messing up and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah. Now I think about it. I'm just like, wow. Like I just have to be confident. I have to like pray and like know that God wants me to do well. So I'm going to do well. <laughs> and, and you know what when you do make mistakes i think people then can look at you and like okay you're human you know i think mm-hmm. sometimes people, people forget that sometimes people forget celebrities are human they are they're you know they are human they make mistakes like everybody else you know even with our show I, i'll be honest you know we've done i guess over 330 interviews now yeah since we launched that. and i still get nervous too and all that in fact the, you know Sometimes we have stuff that we have to do in the morning times, but I, I always have to tell Sam we have to be back two at least two hours before the first interview because I have to get in, in mode beforehand because I'll pace back and forth because I'm so nervous. Even th- I mean, it don't matter who it is, I, get, <laughs> I pace and get it gets nervous because again, I want you know, I don't have control. I have control over what happens here a little bit, but I don't have control what happens there. And then what if our internet goes out during it? I don't have control over that. So it's like, you want everything to go perfect. And then when it, and, and even though it don't ever go like perfectly perfect, you still Mm -hmm. want it to go as perfect as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all these outside, um, (laughs) there's all the outside stuff that goes on. You can only control so much. You can only control what you how you react i guess exactly that's right people that say like you know you can only control so much and when there's all this outside factors going on Mm -hmm. you have to learn to be able to just like be comfortable in that like i'll mess up on stage i'll forget a line but you just have to go with it you can't stop you can't be like oh uh, let me start the concert over really quick (laughs) 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 and half the people probably singing along don't even realize it yeah really yeah You know, because there there'll be times that Sandy and I'll be talking, and I'm wrong about something, and I say it. She says it back and agrees with me, and it's wrong. It's like the blind following the blind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, it's it, it's just crazy about the whole nervousness, and you know, people wouldn't know it, but back in the, when I was 18 years, in fact, when I was in high school, I would take an F if I had to give an oral book report. Nope, I'm not standing up in front of no group, no nothing. I'm just not doing it. But God had other plans. Now you're public speaking and you're uh, interviewing the show. You already know. <laughs> yeah, I've got friends of mine that knew me from back years ago, and they're like, I can't believe you're doing that. And then I got other friends that tell me, I always knew you'd do something like this. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, um, you always gave great advice. Um, we always looked up to you. I'm like, I mean, I always felt like an outcast. Why anybody tell me this? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. See, like everyone's perspectives, everyone's like their perception or uh, this is a saying, your perception is your reality. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess like you were thinking totally different and they were seeing you as this, I guess that's like you humbling yourself in a, in a sense. 
the depth yeah. of that. I, I never imagined that, but you never imagined this. And now, we, and now our ultimate plan um, is to be like a Kelly Clarkson show where we've got a TV interview show. I mean, God, anything through, anything through God is possible, right? They're all Amen things that. <laughs> now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, but they don't see the team behind you. And in yeah. my opinion, the teams never get the love they deserve because they do so much work and so little recognition. Now, granted, they get recognition from, of course, the artists, but they don't get rec outside recognition, pump, yeah. pump you up. And so I want to make sure our show is different than everybody else. So, so if you want to take a few minutes just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, my team, I, I would be, I would be nowhere without my team. Let me just say that. I think there's all artists in the world. They, they can't do it by themselves. You know, you have to have somebody kind of man the group and, you know, you have to have people reaching out and like, there's all these little factors that come into play team will literally amp up and give so much power, especially if the team is, you know, has got that bigger purpose. Right. So I, I have Angelina and I have Brian and then of course my PR, like I, I have so many people that I, I love and I, I care for. And again, I, I literally would be nowhere without my team. So you know, shout out to my team. I love them and they've shown me nothing but love and they support me fully, full heart in. And um, again, I, I would be nowhere without them and I love them with all my heart. God, God bless me with the, the best team in the world. Yeah, we've, and you're speaking of teams, we've got a third co-host. Our little nine-year-old's a team member. Oh, and, yes, he is. And we always bring him on yeah. to ask one or two questions to yes. each guest. So Sandy's going to go get him. Questions. I'll and, get him. And okay. you know, we've got a 23 month old which she's about to be two on the 27th of this month so when she gets older we'll be plugging her into the show too because we are a family affair show oh my gosh you got a you got a fourth oh my gosh no wait no we got two people two i'm just saying she, she'll be two this this month oh two we got two one of these that's crazy man 24 months old that's crazy yeah it's definitely crazy <laughs> Hey, what's up, buddy? Let's go get so hybrid. So, what's your favorite food? My favorite foods? My favorite foods are sushi and pizza. I love pizza. What's yours? Pizza. Pizza. Like pizza? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Y'all are twins. Uh. <laughs> favorite kind of pizza. What, what do you like on your pizza? Uh, pepperoni and sausage. Ooh, that sounds really yummy. Our little meat lover here. <laughs> you get another question? Yes. So what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show? Let's see. I really like this show called Alexa and Katie. Um, I don't know if you like that show. There's um, a couple awesome people on it. You might even see a familiar face on that show. And um, I know it's not a TV show, but there's an awesome movie that just came out, Finding Ohana. Um, if you watch that, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> cool. What's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. But you know, SpongeBob used to be my, <laughs> one of my shows. Actually, it still is. So that's awesome. <laughs> and you know what's it. been cool about all this is, you know, he he watches a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. 
So we've been able to, from time to time, people he likes on Nickelodeon, reach out to their people and get them on. I mean, we had Blues Clues guy on there um, on our show. Really? Had, you know, we've had several people from Side Hustle on our show. Mm-hmm. So it's well, been really cool. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome, dude. Uh, who, who's been your favorite person that you, you talked to? All of them. <laughs> All of he them? He gave a political <laughs> answer. He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not about to say one over the other is he right right i like you testing Bye, you. Thanks. <laughs> love you buddy have a good one god bless you <laughs> yeah he loves doing that this part of the show and all that yeah and people have asked him what you just asked who's been your favorite and every time it's all of them <laughs> yeah he will never pick just yeah. one i'm he waiting for the so day funny. that he picks one i'll probably fall out the chair Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. But when we had Allie Brooke come on, he was a little shy, you could tell, and he was like, Oh, he, he couldn't was, speak yes. a little bit. He, and, he likes Allie. And I'm sitting there like, Oh, God, he's got a little crush on Allie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was the sweetest. <laughs> so if you could co write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Co write. Probably, I was thinking about this, Shakespeare. Oh, I like it's good. I think, honestly, the dude just has a way with words to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, almost everything that's out there probably has a spring from Shakespeare. Yeah. 100%. Before theater, before, like, plays, um, mm-hmm. actually, like, or before it was even opera, Shakespeare was there, there were, you know. He was killing it. Yeah, absolutely. So this past February, well, actually, we're in February. Um, yes. In fact, we just crossed the six-year anniversary that we That's asked right. um, Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. Uh, um, and I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question because the answer she gave us six years ago about where she wanted to be in five years, she's living that dream. She's living exactly what she said, almost to the mm-hmm. T. This girl knew where she was going. Knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? I I want to have charities. I want to have, um, I want to be able to go on mission trips around the world. I want to like help other people. I, I think with charity, I think it's not more so giving to like a certain group of people. It's just like yeah. give back. Yeah. That's just my purpose. That's what I'm called to do is just like literally give back and, you know, be able to spread the word of Christ, which is a beautiful Amen. thing, which I'm blessed to be able to. Um, and then I guess, I don't know, with career wise, I, I know for sure I'm going to have some albums out for sure. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm hoping two or three, which would be cool in five years. Um, maybe a few awards. Maybe yeah. a few awards. That would be, I, that's always a bonus. I, you know, I never think about the awards. I think <laughs> it's so crazy see all these artists and you know some of them it's the award shows have i don't know they they've um they've gone up and down nowadays it's like yeah. you know you see the yeah. and all the stuff that goes on it's like nothing's perfect right so uh that would be a bonus though to be able to get an oscar or a grammy i mean that would just be a blessing mm-hmm. that would be icing on the cake right there there you go absolutely love yeah. that um so let's look 15 years down the road let's say the that you become a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, whatever God has for you, 
you're there. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you want to remind him? Um, don't forget where you came from. Don't um, just always, you know, stick to your roots, to know who you are. Um, with all the outside noise of uh, everyone else, like, you know, you got all these people talking, like, know what you truly want. And um, again, like, don't forget where you came from. So that's, that's mm -hmm. definitely something. I mean, I, I try to tell myself that even now. So, man, mm -hmm. I, I would definitely say that to my future self. And, you know, that's the old, that's really why I asked this question. Because, you know, everybody always asks, what would you tell your past self? I like to go the other way because I, I want the artist to think, whatever the answer you say, are you living that right now? Because if you're not, you won't get there. Yeah. I mean, going back, I, yeah, I think I would say, I mean, I feel like now that's like some of the best words of advice I can, I can give yep. to anyone. Yeah. It's just they truly are. And, um, you know, you feel that purpose, you know, give your glory to God. Amen. That, that mm. would always, I would tell, I would tell my toddler self that I swear. Uh, but, uh, I think, I think, of course, all things are possible through Christ, you know, Philippians 4.13. God, so I think, um, I just think, you know, giving, giving to a bigger purpose to God for me is like been like the most rewarding, most fulfilling things I've been able to do ever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. My life verse is um, Galatians 6, 9. Do not get weary in doing good for in due season, you'll reap if you don't lose heart. And I tell you, I think that one verse says it all because, you know, as an artist, as a platform that we have, when you're in that grind, sometimes you feel like it's ever going to happen. How do you get through those moments? Just, just keeping in the word of God. I think before I struggled with, all types of things the anxiety the depression and mm -hmm. um a part of me I felt like I was to handle it but I feel like it was dragging me down in a sense and mm -hmm. I think this you know they they don't know how to handle it. they they struggle with it I think every artist goes with it in yeah. some some form or another but you know again I think when you when you give your life to the bigger purpose like to giving that's what I'm called to do and I think that's what we all should be doing that's what I I think the message to just love and give back in, in any way possible through like a positive impact. Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think, um, just humbling yourself and, you know, knowing where you came from, of course, like, don't forget where you came from. Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's okay to, to be in those moments. You know, life is a roller coaster, right? You don't feel, yeah. you're not going to feel the highs of life until you really experience the lows. So I think that's definitely definitely been able that's definitely uh, a blessing to be able to be at where i'm at right now for yeah. sure you know because a lot of people they think that god just takes things away but we both know that's just not true like look at daniel <laughs> daniel god did not deliver daniel from his circumstances he delivered him through his circumstances mm -hmm. even job yep job yeah. is you know, he had his whole life taken away and, you know, his kids, his family. I mean, that like, there's just so many circumstances, like you're saying, um, where, where God, like, you just have to be faithful. You have to trust, trust in God, you know? Amen. And Sandy's got a couple of questions. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. How would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? My music is very groovy. It's pop R&B infused. It's it's very fun. I think it's intimate, romantic, and you know, it's a message of love. Oh, wow. great answer. Love that. And what do you want your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be known for? That's a big question. My legacy, I want I want my legacy just to be known as someone who, you know, puts puts others hit hit others' needs before his own. I mean, my music I I, I want to be able to I want to be able to give back with my artistry in any way I possibly can. And sometimes that's not always going to be through music. That's just going to be, you know, how I, how I am outside of, of my, I should say. Love that. So as we come to a close here, um, if you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing, and let's say they got something special, as Simon Cowell would say, they got that it factor. They can actually sing and perform, but they've only performed maybe 40 or 50 times on stage. Uh, so they're still getting their feet wet on that side of it, but they've gotten on stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, I, Ricky, I know I'm called to do this. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? I would say the grind is it's, it's a long and grueling process sometimes. I mean, it'd be fun. And every day is a new day and every, you know, some days you're going to feel up and down about it. I feel like I, I think that's just through life, through everything that we go through. But I mean, as long as you don't lose that passion, that drive, that like, I guess that childlike um, love for whatever you're doing, then you're golden. You have to, to want it. And, you know, you're going to have to work at it every day, right? So whether it's just writing something or practicing your, your vocals, your warm-ups and singing along to one of your favorite artists, whatever it is, stay in that. Stay in the game and like you you just, just don't ever lose the drive, right? Love that. So as we close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. You guys can reach out to me through Instagram, through TikTok. All my socials are Real Ricky Garcia. I'm on YouTube. Um, just, you know, find me on Finding Ohana, of course, Netflix. And I have a song coming out, All I Want to Do, February 19th. So you guys can pre-save that and listen to that February 19th. And, you know, appreciate all the support. Appreciate any and all the love. Thank you so much. God bless all of you. Appreciate you. I love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Oh, thank you so much, Chris and Sandy. I appreciate you guys. Much thank you for your time. Thanks so much.